going on? It's your boy, the SLK. Today's segment of the SLK radio is going to be called Behind the Mic. Uh, we're taking a moment for George Floyd. Um, we're taking a moment for African-Americans worldwide. Uh, we're taking a moment for humanity. Um, that's that's what's missed in everything that we're trying to do is that we're missing a moment of humanity. The minute that we start to separate things, um, even sometimes in the black community when we try to separate, well, this is our heritage or this is ours or, you know, a lot of times in, in order to take possession of something, um, we're saying something is ours. Um, what we have to understand is, is that this world is everybody's. God created us with the same hands. Um, he gave us variety. If everybody had a red car, people want a black car. People want a white car. Um, the world by design isn't perfect. Um, channeling what my brother Kanye West uh was trying to get across the table, I believe, in in his message um, about slavery was not that it, you know, uh, racism doesn't exist. Racism definitely exists. But to the capacity of racism tied into slavery, in a sense, doesn't exist. It's spoken about and it's taught. And when you... Uh, take ideology such as with entertainment and music and they say they're Illuminati and this, that, and the third. You take something that isn't really real, but you talk about it and you make it real. So what I mean by that is, is not to say that racism isn't real because racism is real, but it starts from the, from the households, from black households and from white households. What we teach each other is raising our children or how we was raised or how our parents was raised and so on and so forth. You got to be bigger, better, stronger, you know, than the white person. White people are going to get more opportunities than you have. Uh, You know, they're going to look at you this way. They're going to judge you this way. And Though there is validity to that, we don't say not all white people. We say some white people because then we're grouping them all together. So that's the same as a white person teaching their children. Black people are going to be this way. They're going to treat you like this. They're going to this, that, and the third. And what you have is you have... Two groups of people, a black person or a black child walks out the house with malice towards anything that is in him, anything that is 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 different than him, such as white. White person walks out the house and they have malice towards anything that's different from them, such as black. Because we generalize things so much that we group everybody all in one and in the black in in the black community every black person isn't the same you know what i'm saying like every black person just isn't what we have to do humanity wise is change the way that we're teaching you know and say 
you know, this is how you might be dealt with. But there are some white people in this world that's going to be good to you. Just a white person. There's some black people in this world that's going to be good to you. Have no malice for anybody, whether they're white, whether they're black, whether they're Asian, no matter what they are. Deal with people from a humane standpoint. And when you deal with them from a humane standpoint, you're going to see that the problems are a lot less. So going back to the what Kanye was saying was, is, is that because of the way we're getting taught. So now I take my kids and go, look, white people's going to this, that and the third. And we're carrying the idea of racism. Um, and once you do that, uh, you can look at anything and go, well, this person being racist to me because of this, or this person being racist to me because of that. We have to have an understanding. So um, the protesting and, and everything is great. You know what I'm saying? I see a lot of white people coming out, and um, they're tired of what's going on. Everybody's tired of it. Everybody. But we have to fix the root of the problem is all I'm saying. And the root of the problem is, is that we still feel towards the other race. Generations and generations and generations removed. We still feel the effects of slavery because we carry it. So it's almost as if we were on that plantation because... It's beating our head. I'll give you an example. If a mother is raped when she's younger and she carries that damage and she tells her daughter, you know, oh, this happened to me, that happened to me, this happened to me, that happened to me. That little girl is going to grow up almost as if it happened to her because she's heard it over and over and over again. So in her mind. Her outlook on a man is going to be based on what was told to her, which her brain registers as an experience, a firsthand experience. And we talk a lot about mental health and we talk a lot about these things. We have to we have to open our eyes in order to see the progress. We can't walk through this world blind. You know, we we don't have to uh, we could protest, but we don't have to loop. We don't have to. um display any any violence because if that's going to happen in the moment when these injustices are happening we should have every african-american in that vicinity coming out to the aid of that other african-american getting an injustice done to them um we have to uh desensitize um well, be careful. I should say not desensitize. We have to be careful not to desensitize ourselves of reality. Um, when you looked at the coronavirus, I believe Cuomo has said it. Um, it was just deaths on top of deaths on top of deaths on top of deaths. Y'all got to excuse me. I'm mobile. You know, I'm moving around. But that's the beauty of my podcast. I can do it all. But um, after the... Uh, after the initial shock wore off, it, it, it kind of, I'm not going to say it became normal or the norm, but as the death toll rose, it really, we, we, we kind of became numb to it. And that's what I mean by desensitizing. So when we're on World Star Hip Hop, 
Instagram, you know, I see a lot of people, a lot of people I know um, love to watch the fights, love to watch the ratchet things going on. What we're not paying attention to is is you have now two people who have an altercation and that altercation is recorded. Now the whole world sees that altercation. Somebody gets the better of somebody in that altercation. Let's take two kids. They're fighting. Somebody gets the better of somebody in that altercation. People from that area, you know, ain't the only ones that know about it now. It's people worldwide. And because of that, now the child that took the disadvantage can't take that loss. So now he got to come back and he got to do something to you. You know what I'm saying? So the last thing the world remembers is I ain't no punk. And in the African, uh, in the African-American uh, community, we fall victim to that a lot. We fall victim to feeling like we have a point to prove uh, 24-7. So when I talk about desensitivity, we have to be careful of the content that we consume. Because we consume violent content and every day we do. And it's a lot of times it's black on black. You know what I'm saying? And I'm watching it. And I'm sitting there going, okay, this ain't going to end well. Or I'll have people around me that watched it and they'll tell me about it. Like, yo, you got to see. And unless I stumble upon it and I just happen to click play, I'm not interested in seeing no shit like that. Because we entertain it. That becomes the new standard, like a drug. That becomes the new standard of entertainment. So now the people who are doing the entertaining has to elevate their game in order to go viral or in order to capture your attention. So we're kind of creating the violence by giving it an audience. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at the situation of George Floyd, um, the cop almost looked like he was posing. Like, like he knew you was taking pictures and recording. and He almost looked like he was posing. And unfortunately, you have certain sick-minded people in this world that you take racism out of it. And you have some people in this world that are nobodies or were nobodies growing up. And now they have a position of power. And even if it's negative attention... They want to be remembered. They want that spotlight on them. They want people to talk about them. They want people to know they exist. So they go and they do the extreme. If we give it no audience, it stops happening, though. And that's what I'm saying. So, you know, we got to stop entertaining this. I, I, I never even watched the video. Let's, let, let, let's put that out there. I never watched the George Floyd video. The point I'm making is sometimes knowing is enough. Like, I don't have to see... Detail for detail, somebody of my skin color, you know, getting brutally murdered. I don't have to physically see that to feel the effects of it. So every day the video's being watched and more people are watching it and it's inciting feelings inside of them that sometimes knowing is enough. Hearing about it is enough. You know what I mean? Hearing what words he uttered, that's enough. We don't have to go back and we don't have to watch it. And, because there's a sick form of entertainment in that. That you can 
um, desensitize yourself to kind of be conscious of realizing that, you know, your brain is 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 craving this shit now. You know what I'm saying? Like we we as human beings, we watch what we eat, but we don't watch the information that we consume. And um, I just like I said, I just personally feel like we got to stop as a as a as a people um but as a community as well as a as a in the african american community we have to stop um looking for excuses um and this is a real conversation right here don't never take this this had this has zero to do with right or wrong in a in a george floyd case because it's the whole world knows it's fucking wrong the whole world knows you know it's it's a problem question is what are we going to do about it and what we're doing about it is not the answer but sometimes in order to find the answers to something outside of you a energy that's outside of you sometimes the answer is within you so when i talk about how we teach our kids don't have them going outside thinking all white people's evil white people don't have your kids going outside thinking all black people's evil because it's the furthest thing from the truth. We need to, as a human race, we need to learn that God made us with variety. We need to learn to love the skin that we're in. This is a key point I'm about to make. Love the skin that you're in because it's yours. Not because it's superior to the person standing next to you. You understand what I'm saying? So love it because it's yours. Like, all right. I'll be riding down the street, see a dude with a 92 Honda Civic, and he washing it, he cleaning it, paint chipped off it already, it's fading, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a beat up car, you know, and because I'm in a better position than him, I'm going to turn and go like, damn, I don't know why he washing that car for, it's just a piece of shit anyway. It could be a black man I'm talking about, and I'm a black man. But we naturally are in competition with everything moving. Now, drawing back to the point of how we teach our kids, you know, we teach them, okay, you know, white people just stand at the door. So they go outside and their guard is up for every white person they meet. Their guard is down for every black person they meet. So along with that being the root of racism, it's the root of black on black crime. Because we feel so comfortable around our brother. That's why we have, you know, situations where we might get taken out by our own kind. Because we don't see it coming because our guard is down. Because we're too comfortable. We have too much trust. And we're looking at every other race like they're out to get us. And that causes hate. And that hate makes you not like the skin you in. So now you're a danger to your brother. You understand what I'm saying? Because you might have walked in the store and you might have got treated a little different kind of way by the opposite race. So now you're uncomfortable with the skin that you're in. And the first person that looks at you, talks to you the wrong way, tells you, unfortunately, a lot of times it's, it's your own skin color. And we on them.
You know what I'm saying? And that's the problem is that we so quick to move when it's beef with our own kind, but slower to move when it's a white person. You know, and I'm not saying that you have to jump up and beat somebody up or jump up and kill somebody. A lot of times, the issue to a lot of things in life is, is that people walk this earth and they don't have a conversation. You pass somebody white, you don't wave, you don't head nod, you don't, you know, that's that's the problem of the world. You know what I'm saying? We're too standoffish. We're in our own skin. And speaking from the African-American community, we talk about equality, but in our mind, we have this stigma that it's a doggy dog world. It's every man for himself. And as long as myself and mine is good, fuck everybody else. So if we have that mind state and we walk outside with that mind state and we got malice towards anybody with our own kind, how are we going to disrespect our, our own kind but then expect respect from another race? You understand what I'm saying? So I can be home, let's just say, right, and get in a little disagreement with your lady and it's like, Fuck you, bitch, and da 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 da, and this, that, and the third. Don't spend no time with, with with your kids. Always ready to take that ride. You know what I'm saying? Get into some shit if you could get into some shit. And we doing all this, but we want our ladies to be treated like queens from anybody else, no matter what race it is. But let's take a white person. Let a white person. Call your woman a bitch. In our mind, he called her a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Or he disrespected her. And the racism card comes out. So now you're going to feel like you got to go do something to him. He's doing the same thing that you're doing. And he has seen you do it. So he feels it's okay. When, when somebody dies in my hood. Murder. Let's keep it on the black on black. When somebody dies in my hood, you don't see people, you know, wanting to protest or march or whatever. We only do it when you change the color of the skin. And that's the root of the problem right there. We have to hold everybody accountable under the oath of God and humanity. When a when a black person kills another black person, we're hurt. But. You know, it ain't no call call to justice. And these are the videos that we're watching. All those viral videos is black people doing something to another black person. And this is what we, we consume. And that's entertainment. But you change the filter on a picture and you make one of them people white. And that white person got the better advantage of the black person. And we have an issue with it. The issue's in us. The issue's in us. And I'm not pointing the finger at just my community. The issue is in every community. In the white community as well. And if we don't change as a people, we're going to be the reason why the world ends. No, we're afraid of... uh, Armageddon or when the world's going to end. All that's going to happen 
from the world destroying itself. And what's self-destructing? Well, they're rioting instead of just protesting. So our message gets lost. So we're breaking into businesses and things like that. And a lot of them are black businesses. A lot of black people's affected by this. So we're marching for our people, but we're still tearing our communities down and a lot of black businesses down that weren't affected by um, anything going on other than you running through it and, and, and looting their business that they work so hard for. So we take things from each other too much. And when you see this happening, you go, well, what are we fighting for? And a lot of times we got to Break it down to that. Like, are we fighting for police brutality? Are we fighting for racism? Because police brutality is police brutality. You don't put a color on that. A black cop beat down a, 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 a another black pedestrian or civilian, as I should say, or kills him. If 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 it was a if if that cop was a black cop and he did that, would we? I'm not saying we wouldn't be outraged. We be calling him Uncle Tom and we be calling him all this and all that. But will we be marching? Will we be rioting? Will we be protesting? And that's the issue. We don't hold everybody accountable. We just look at white people as the enemy. We generalize that. And we miss all the blessings. I've had, growing up, I had, I had a bunch of white friends. I got white friends to this day that, you know, would go to the end of the earth for me. More than some family or whatever. And it's not because they feel obligated to do it because of the oppression that, you know, my people went through. And it's not like I'm being an Uncle Tom for being cool with them. It's that they see me as a human, as a good person and as their friend. And I see them through the same scope. Now, imagine me meeting those people for the. First time, those same people that I'm the coolest people in the world with, and they were brainwashed by the teachings that they were taught, and to be careful of this, that, and the third. And I was brainwashed by the same thing. Our interactions totally different. The first time we meet each other, our interactions totally different. That embrace is gone. That ten years of friendship is gone because it never even begins. What I'm basically telling you people is we fighting the ghost. Racism is racism. Racism was tied into slavery. Racism still continued in this country after. But we've made so much progress. And we're not able to see that progress because we're generalizing everything under racism and that's both classes of people now when you look at a situation of um the george floyd situation you know i'm speaking on i'm speaking in general i'm speaking trayvon martin i'm tr I'm speaking in general you know to everything that that's that's happened but in george floyd's case i mean it's racism it's, it's on display it's no uh, sugarcoating that or dancing around the topic it's racism yes I'm speaking on 
where it begins. I'm speaking on the origin. It's like it's like a woman, a woman, you know, she she she's with a guy, he cheats on her, tears her whole world. She goes, My heart is broken. So she lives the rest of her life bitter. You know, she comes up with new ways on how to deal with that pain. And she becomes immersed into a totally different person based on that pain. But that pain has changed her. That pain has mutated her. So she's not healed. She's really damaged. And the reason why is, is that she's trying to diagnose the fact that her heart is broken. So she's trying to diagnose a broken heart. Fix that broken heart. That broken heart never gets fixed because we don't break the science down. The brain needs to get fixed. Once the brain gets fixed, the heart hurting stops. Because the brain tells any part of your body what to do. So somebody inflicts some type of pain on you, your brain intakes it, processes it, sends it to another part of your body and creates an emotion. So I use that analogy as to say, if you fix the broken, the broken heart is going to be broken again because that wasn't the thing that broke the heart in the first place. An outside source such as the mind put that on the heart. So we have to, in order to make it go away, we have to fix the source. And that's why I'm speaking the way I'm speaking today and speaking on it. In the, in the uh, connotation that I'm speaking on it from is because this is this is something that we've done a hundred million times before and gotten nowhere. And I'm just trying to offer some perspective on how to go about it in a different kind of way, in a, in a way where it could be a little more effective. Sometimes we need to just sit down with ourselves and realize, how do I feel about myself? As a black man in America, how do I feel about myself? Am I happy with the skin that I'm in? As a white person, am, am I happy with the skin that I'm in? Once I can verify, yes, I check that box off. I'm happy with the skin that I'm in. Um, do I want to see good for the world, no matter what color skin that somebody's in? Once you can say yes, you check that box off. If everybody does this system of checks and balances... The world's healed because if you can get somebody to buy liquor that's tearing your body up, but you put the right marketing behind it and, you know, you make it a thing and now everybody wants to go out and drink that liquor. We can change the world the same way. You understand? But we're trying to do it. We're trying to do it the wrong way. So I call upon everybody, you know, every race, because, you know, we got to make this stop. But what's failed to realize is it's not going to just stop with the black community. It has to stop with the white community as well. And once we all heal ourselves individually, we can come together as one. And the scope of how we view each other is going to change. Because a lot of us don't even feel the way that we're acting. Um, a lot of us were told to feel that way.
So we got to be careful with what we consume in the media because we're told what emotion to have and we act on that emotion. You know, we got to be careful when we're out here uh, trying to make our points and we're looting. Nobody shows what happens to these people after they loot. Nobody's showing the, you know, 10 years this person might have got, the 20 years this person might have got. So we see it and we see a person running away and it looks like they got away. And we don't see that consequence, so we go and replicate it. And once we replicate it and we get in trouble for it, we're wondering why that other person ever got in trouble for it. But we don't know whether they did or they didn't. Because we're not planning the whole shit out. And that's our problem. We don't plan everything out. We plan for things to go the way that we move. So we plan to kick the ball and it's supposed to go right up, right through the goalposts. We don't plan for variables. We don't plan for the wind to be blowing. For that bro to walk by and the dude, you know, holding the ball in position for you to kick it through the goalpost. Now he's looking at the chick and he, he got it kind of on an angle. Those little variables in life we don't plan for. And that's why things don't go the way that we want it to go. That's why we keep failing. The minute we fail in my community, the minute we fail, we feel oppressed. We feel somebody's trying to hold us back and we blame it on racism. Let me, let, let, let me put something in perspective for you. The most embrace I've gotten doing music has been from a white person. So I'll put it to you like this. I can have I have a clothing line. I got everything, right? I'll have friends or family that got Gucci on, Burberry, Freshest Jordans. But the fact that my hoodie costs $60, you know, that's a problem. Or that my sneakers might be $175, that's a problem. But the thousand dollar Valenciagas, you get that off bat. That ain't nothing. Them Jordans or whatever. That ain't nothing. Three hundred dollars. That ain't nothing. But your man's is trying to do something positive with his life and your man's came out with his own shoe company. Damn buck seventy five, my nigga, damn, that's kinda steep. I don't know. L- let me see what they look like. Let me try them on. You got to like, you come up with reasons in your mind not to like it. You coming up with reasons in your mind to have a problem with it because it's not good enough for you. Because it don't have that stamp on it. We're told how to feel about ourselves. We're told like Gucci's a superior fabric. Burberry's a, su- a superior fabric. So as a, as, as, as a black person, we run out and we buy that just to feel better in the skin that we're in. And we'll shun a black man as if it ain't good enough when he creates the product. That's the issue there. And I see a lot of our leaders. I see a lot of, you know, entertainers and things like that. You know, they was all Gucci and all this. And then when, you know, when one of these clothing designers run a blackface ad, we got an issue with it. Now it was boycott that. 
Nah, we 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 should have been boycotting that. We should have been banking black, supporting black. And not because black is better. But putting our dollars into our resources the same way a white let me let me explain to you how, how white works. So you have Susie, right? Susie's best friend is Kate. They're secretaries in the school. They work together. They became very cool working together. Kate has a friend named John. She introduces Susie to John. They start dating. John's John's best friends with uh, Kate's husband. You know what I'm saying? So now everybody is everybody's cool. The two girlfriends work together. The two boyfriends know of each other and they're cool. So when the roof starts leaking on Kate's house, Kate calls up Susie. Hey, you think such and such uh, can fix this roof? I know he's good with roofs. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Now, that job gets done for less than it would cost any other company to do. Plus, the guy who does its company makes money because you employed. What I'm basically saying is they employ from within. They take care of their own and not their own in skin color. I'm talking they take care of their own in their circle. See, they move in circles. Well, this is my best friend. My best friend's husband and my husband's going to be best friends or, or at least cool and cordial. And we're all going to use each other's resources because what we don't realize is we think that white people view us in, well, you know, their skin is black, so we hate them. No, white people... In general, most white people, especially successful white people, they see success. They don't see the color in it. So when you want to talk about Donald Trump, Donald Trump don't give a fuck about nobody. Donald Trump only cares about people that can move him forward. Donald Trump only cares about, you know, what can get him ahead. If it was a black person, if it was a white person, if it was an Asian person. What I'm basically saying is, is that we need to do a better job of keeping our money into our communities and not having friends that, you know, we just could do dirt with. Having friends that we could break bread with, having friends that we could call upon to do something, not just for free, but to pay them for it. But they're our resource for that. We don't create enough opportunity for each other, but we want the opportunity from somebody else. And they're doing it. So when they see us not do it, then they're going, what the hell do you want from me when you ain't even doing it for yourself and your friends ain't even doing it for you? The hell do you expect me to do? Open your fucking eyes, people. Open your fucking eyes. So... Like I said, racism exists. Don't never get it twisted. But it exists in a ghost format. It exists in a carbon monoxide gas, meaning the idea of it exists. And talking about it 
and carrying that with you in your heart makes it effective. It makes it real. You understand what I'm saying? We have to do better. I don't know what other way to say it. You know, I, um, when I, you know, when I'm working a job, you know what I'm saying? It could be other blacks that don't want to see you come up. White people could want to see you come up. If you could do the job, go ahead. You can have the position. But in our mind, a white person is going to keep us from that. But realize that a black person that don't want to see you come up or don't want to see you shine is more deadly than that white person. But we hold them, we hold white people to more of a accountability for the way that they're trying to hold us back from. But we're not even realizing that they might hold their own race back so they could slip their son in or that one in. or that. This, When you want to talk about it, it's a dog-eat-dog world, it's dog-eat-dog for everybody. For everybody. For these mixed kids that we don't realize when we're talking this slavery and we're talking this racism and we're talking, you know, fuck, fuck this kind of person or fuck that kind of person. How about those interracial children that got a white mother and a black father? You know what I'm saying? Or a black mother and a white father. You teaching them to hate one part of themselves. You teaching them to be conflicted. You teaching them not to know how to feel about themselves or to hate half of themselves. Or just think of the conversations that have to happen in the household between the parents and the children when things like this go on. That child feels like a mistake. That child feels like something bad instead of something good. And that child's one day going to grow up to be a grown-ass adult and have their own children. That's the birth of why we're at where we're at with mental health. That's, that's the reason why. Because now you have somebody who's conflicted, who doesn't know how they feel because of the ideologies that they were taught and how they were treated and how, what they see in the media and the news and you have these people that's just confused. They don't know which way is right and which way is left. They're accepted by this kind, but they're not with that kind. Now that person has a mental fracture. And that mental fracture becomes borderline insanity. And we call it mental health. You know what I mean? And then they create they create a drug to suppress it. But nothing in this world can suppress the truth. Nothing can suppress. It's like you got to look at medication in a sense like. When you need a tune up and you go, you go to AutoZone, you get that tune up in the bottle. You believe that shit's really going to work? Do you believe you're not going to need a tune up right now? You think you could go and get something, a a solution out of a bottle? And everything's going to go away? You know, we, we feel like we have all the answers. 
And once you feel like you know everything, you know nothing. You become the dumbest person in the world because the smartest person in the world knows that I know a lot, but I still have more to learn. I don't know nearly as much as, you know, much as the information that's out here. I don't know everything. But the minute you start thinking that you know everything, you're retarded because you've closed your brain off to learning anything new. So, you know, we want to be accepted in this world is all I'm saying as, as, as a black community. We want to be accepted. It starts from accepting ourselves. It starts from accepting the skin that we're in, loving the skin that we're in. Blocking the negative connotation of, oh, this class of people is going to treat me this way and that way. Let me tell you something. We let all races go into Africa and take all our resources and build on our land and, you know, just take control of everything. We have no superpower they don't mess with the Chinese because the Chinese have a superpower. We need to become a superpower as a race. Our resources. Um, we need to go back to Africa like Akon is doing. Grab a hold of our resources. Once you're needed for something, you become valuable. Once you become valuable, that's the key to life. That's going to keep you alive until tomorrow. And that you could take color out of that. It don't matter whether you white, you black. Once you're valuable in somebody's life, you understand what I'm saying? They're going to make sure you see another day. So let's work on being valuable to the people within our households. But first, we have to work on being valuable to ourselves. Once we do that, spread that to our children, spread that to our significant others. Once we're valuable to them, we can be valuable to the rest of the world. It starts internally, people. It starts internally. We got to stop killing ourselves. We got to stop having malice towards ourselves. And once we stop doing that, we shatter that mirror. Because all they're doing is reflecting what we're doing to ourselves. All I can ask you is please do better. So situations like George Floyd stops. Trayvon Martin stops. Or situations such as what we see every day in our own community. Because I'm just as tired of what's, what white people is doing to us. I'm just as tired of that as I'm tired of what blacks is doing to blacks. Let's not miss the point, people. Because like I said, would it be any better if that cop was black? We got to diagnose why we feel how we feel. And then we can know how to heal it. So I hope you took today's podcast and I hope it sunk in. And, you know, I hope I wasn't speaking over your heads a lot of times. You know, I go into my rants and my raves and. You know, but this is just me being me. This is me being that SLK. This is, well, Desmond Gregory Bonaparte, I should say. But um, the SLK and Desmond's two, you know, it's not two different people. It's the same person. You know what I mean? And um, I know who I am. I'm comfortable in who I am.
And I want you to be comfortable in who you are. You might already be. But every day you wake up, be a better version of you. Be a better version of you and compete. If you want to compete with anybody, if you want to be superior to anybody, be more superior to yourself than you was yesterday. Create value in your life. Once you create value in your life, you're going to want to be here and people are going to want you to be here. You understand what I'm saying? So that's the way to heal the world. So let's not just take this situation and let it divide us as a nation and go whites against blacks. And no, let's take this and let's heal everything. Let's heal black on black crime. Let's march on all that if we're going to march. Because we are mirrors and we reflect that. And once another race sees that, they replicate it. Or they fear it. So their hand might be on a gun off bat because they fear it. If you could do it to your own, what makes you think you wouldn't do it to me? At the end of the day, we all want to go home. Nobody wants to be feared. Everybody wants to be respected, accepted. And this is the key. This is this is how we get there, people. So I take I hope you take these words and you let them sink in and you know, I had to just do this 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 episode of this podcast and just speak my mind. Nobody else to interview, nobody else in front of me. You know, no music behind it, just real raw talk. And I, I just want to end this podcast by saying, I love everybody. I love white, I love black, I love Asian. And I love you because I love me enough to love you. I hope you love yourself enough to love me. And if you can... Then you'll love my brother and you'll love your brother. And we'll love you back. Today we heal people as a nation together. We got to do better. So let's do it. I love y'all, man. It's the SLK. You listening to the SLK radio segment behind the mic with the SLK. World, we need a change. Let's change it now. You already, it's the SLK. I'm out.